I pray that I speak to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Christian ancestors would today have been very excited. Imagine, in fact, that we are a congregation, say, 600 years ago. It is 40 days after Christmas, and it is the feast known as Candlemas, the last great festival of the Christmas cycle before we turn our face towards Lent. And we're all excited in that 15th century community, although we're probably a little bit wary, as it was on Candlemas Eve in 1444 that lightning struck the steeple of St. Paul's Cathedral and caught fire. And we're also a little bit hungry because we were only allowed to eat bread and water yesterday. But today, we are looking forward to one of the most elaborate processions of the year. A real celebration when the churches, in the words of a Shropshire monk of the time, made great melody and had done since the seventh century. Every parishioner is obliged to carry a candle and to offer it to the priest along with a penny. And after the service, big parish feasts were held. We're going to listen, although in Latin, to the same gospel story you and I just heard. Candles, of course, aren't mentioned, but Christ is announced as the light to enlighten us all. And before the Mass, the blessing of the candles had taken place, the people processed around the church as the words of Simeon that we just heard were sung. We have received your mercy, O God, in the midst of your temple. And the people's candles would then burn all through the day and night in front of the image of Mary as a sign of our devotion. Although we do know that in the 14th century, in a town called Freesthorpe in Lincolnshire, an enormous row broke out between the rector and the parishioners because the rector stole all the candles once they'd all gone home, presumably for his own home. In our electric days, we forget how precious candles were. And all this at the beginning of the month in the year that begins to drive the darkness away from our afternoons. Many of the prayers used that image of the retreating darkness. Not all the candles were left in church by the congregation because they also brought candles to church today to be blessed so that they specifically could then take them home with them. Some churches even had a rotating machine, a little bit like a chandelier that spun round so that each candle was individually blessed and very quickly. The candles blessed on Candlemas were thought to have a special power and the prayer of blessing that was said over them suggests it, such as this. Wherever it shall be lit or set up, chanted the priest, May the devil flee away in fear and trembling. So people 
took these candles home to light them during a thunderstorm or when someone was ill, and a Candlemas candle was placed in the hands of the dying as well. Lord, let your servant depart in peace according to your word. Now, it won't surprise you, of course, that some people made up imaginative stories about these candles. It was said, for instance, that witches were known to drop wax from the holy candle into the footprints of those they hated, causing their feet to rot off. The misuse of holy things is dangerous. And to counterbalance all this superstition, clergy like me in pulpits tonight would be preaching many a sermon on how to ignore that superstition because these candles represented Christ. The wax was his body, the wick was his soul, and the flame his Godhead. Now, of course, it's easy to be dismissive of all this. We can call much of it superstitious nonsense, lighting a candle during a thunderstorm. But it was a different world, unknown and elemental and raw in many ways. Who wouldn't have wanted to light a candle in a cold, dark room with a frightened child scared of the thunder? Making the dead hold a candle wouldn't get through today's health and safety, but in a moving way, the loved ones were placing in that weakening hand their hope in Jesus Christ and asking the one who faced the journey into death to hold on to that hope, for this was the light for the journey. I think in many ways, the people's taking on in visual and practical ways, the faith of the church is to be applauded. The faith of Sunday morning weaving itself into ordinary lives. Research came out recently that only 11% of Church of England parents think it important to pass on their faith to their children through their home. Our ancestors, I think, would have been very puzzled at that. What does your faith mean if you don't think it is a gift to hand on to those you love most? Just as we did with our light this evening, gently and carefully passing it on to each other. It's easy to see why candles became the focus for today's gospel. At the heart of that story, there's that encounter between the old Simeon and the baby Jesus, an old and weary world meeting a new fresh life, and the old man saying that light has broken in, the curtains are being drawn on a new way of being human. There's great expectancy in that story. What will it mean? How will things turn out? There's a prediction of pain. The gospel is bittersweet. It bears witness to the illuminating but concealing nature of God. Light is only seen as light because there's darkness. Candles need lighting and protecting because they easily go out. And faith, it's the same. Our faith needs blessing from time to time, refreshing 
and nurturing and attending to. Life is not for beginners. It can be hard. Despair can be easy. We cannot afford to take this gift we have called faith ever for granted. Lent is coming, says Candlemas. It's a snowfall in the soul. Use it well. Someone once said of the actor Dirk Bogard that he always wanted to be a star, but he resented having to twinkle. Well, there's an obligation on Christian faith to twinkle, to light up, to be seen, to be felt in a world that can get used to living in half-light. The candles of today are Christ, but they are also to be you. Warmth rather than coldness, light and honesty rather than deceit and shadow. It is your Christian calling. And when our medieval ancestors blessed candles and told people to take them home through the streets and light them at times of their fear and times of journey, I think they understood faith, its warmth, its light to the human fragile soul only too well. I hope they rest in that light now. Amen.